Yeah. Are we blasting off yet? I I am recording. Yes. I mean, I'm so used to the turbulence that from, I can't. From what? All the hurricanes. Like he, once you live through a hurricane, you relive it every night. That's so right. you did live through a hurricane. I did live through a hurricane. It changed my life because <laughs> now I can't stop dreaming about it. So now you're prepared to go to space. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. That that is like all astronauts actually have to go through hurricane training. You know, you're in case of moon hurricanes. Moon hur you're right, you're right. Uh All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hello everybody and welcome back to a, another brand new episode of The Opinion Central. Today I'm joined by my cousin and your new co-host. You can say hi. Hey, how y'all doing tonight? I'd like to thank you for tuning in. My name's... Sorry, I did not mean to yell. It just comes out of me sometimes. My name is Connor. If you just lost your hearing, I do apologize. Or I, listening. I'm so sorry. I just like... Your listening abilities are I have like this like built-in energy that I can't contain sometimes... And two, like brand new mic. I don't know how strong this thing is. It it takes in all the voice, every voice, all the voice. It's in all of the, the voice the is microphone. unbelievably taken into the microphone. All right. So, like a little fun fact, I had like a good old cold brew today. You know <laughs> yeah. that, that nitrogen, that nitrogen coffee. Have you had it? No. It sounds. Dis I've seen it, and it looks disgusting disgusting yeah so like it's like it's like the guinness of coffee well i don't drink I, guinness i guess yeah i guess you can't really relate um <laughs> i'm not 21 so i my dad is all about it so i went to whole foods it's like right across the street and i was like i'm gonna get some coffee today you know i'm gonna podcast because i i woke up not too long ago it's hey it's the weekend and it's true so I got a cold brew and I was going to get something warm, but I just like saw the cold brew and I just went for it without really thinking, like even though cold was in the name. So you weren't thinking, but hey, that, this, this drink's probably cold. You, no, you, I was. You were thinking, oh, this is probably just going to be a nice warm drink for me to have, even though cold's in the I name. was like, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be like my daddy. <laughs> I'm going to have a, a nice, nice right. drink right here. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I hope I made you proud, Dad. There you go. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. <laughs> bye -bye. No, um, anyway, <laughs> for everyone listening right now, our new co-host is here, Connor. That's his name. I know you didn't, you didn't catch that because he didn't it's say Connor it. With Connor with an E. I totally said my name. You didn't say your name. Yes, I did. It's Connor. Playback. Play Playback. <laughs> we don't have that. It's, we don't, we it's can't Connor... Play. Of the Limbaugh family tribe, is that the right? Limbaugh clan? Yeah, <laughs> the Limbaugh clan. We, uh, yeah, we're we're an exclusive bunch. Yeah, yeah, I do know that. So before we get any further into whatever it is that we're going to talk about, I do want to just fair warning: this is our first time recording. We are in long distance. 
Uh, he's in Ohio. I'm in Ohio. My bad. I am not in Ohio. He's in Chicago. He's in. <laughs> he's in. He's in Chicago. I'm in. Chicago. I'm in, I'm in Athens Chicago. in Ohio, not Greece. And that'd be cool, though. That would be actually really cool. But it's Ohio, so yeah, big fun stuff in Ohio. So O-H. this is our first, dude, I'm not doing that. It's our first time oh. recording. Uh, we're using Discord, so if there's any echoes or different audio technical issues, we apologize and we'll try to fix them for next week. If there are none, uh, we're just that good. So I just had to get that out of the way. So cell five. That part was that really was loud too. <laughs> anyway. That we timed that up well. We did. We did. I think we did for sure. So, yep. so I have some questions for you for the people. The, the questions that the people would want to ask you, w- this new co-host, this this stranger oh. of the podcast. Oh no, I'm a stranger. Uh, currently, yes, you're in. A... I'm gonna Albert Camus this baby. <laughs> so, Wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, so, go so on. I got I got some questions. Uh, who are you? Why? Why me? Yeah, you. Um, I'm a, I'm a jelly bean. Yeah. Cause every time you pull me out of the bag, I'm a different flavor. Wow. The, the, what is it? The Harry Potter ones? Like birdie bots? I, don't, I doubt that's what it is. Berry bots? <laughs> I'm not no, even going to try to help you here. I'm just going to. Okay. I, I, my name is Con, Con Air. Kanyer of the Limbaugh tribe. Um, I'm the youngest of three. I got two older brothers. They're like the biggest noobs you'll ever meet. Um, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, he's, he's also my that. cousin. I should point that out. Yeah, I'm, we're cousins. I'm family. The, I'm, it's all in the family. We're about nepotism here on mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only way we get on. Um, yeah. So I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I was going to say youngest, but then I almost said ugly. I'm an ugly little boy with really dirty hair. That's a lie. There you go. Now you know. I have curly hair. Now you know your new co-host as the ugly little boy with dirty hair. Like that guy from Charlie Brown. Yes. Uh, so, So next question. This one I feel like everyone would be wondering. Why are you deciding to join this podcast? Oh, okay. See? Okay. So, yeah, they're probably like, what the noodle is in my ramen? Um, yeah, I'm that new noodle coming around. Um, pretty much I just wanted to get into the uh, – I wanted to have, like, some kind of creative outlet. Okay. I'm going to school right now. We both are. And, you know, school can be – yeah, we are. Uh, and school can be just, like, work, work, work. And this is something that I, like, can get excited for and, like, put a lot of creative energy into it, which, like, then just, like, reflects into the other things that I do. So I, I you know, I'm hoping that this has positive benefits outside of just the recording room. I, I Recording dorm? I mean, we're both in dorms. The recording dorm. The stew. The, the stew. Okay. I, I like that answer. That was, that was good. Thanks. Uh, next, next question. How what what do you know about podcasts? What do you podcasts do you listen to? How often do you listen to podcasts? How familiar are you with the podcast community? I should say. Okay. Um, so I would say 
I never really got into podcasts until this summer, this year. So like starting around May, mm-hmm. April, May area. And this is just because like I, I worked outside and I had all this lonely time. You need some voices in your head. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm, uh, I, and like, for some reason, music wasn't cutting it for me anymore. I mean, I still love music. I love to sing. Um, but there's something like just intellectually lacking from that. Not always. I, I can definitely like you can agree with really, that. You can get in depth with music. Yeah, Conversely, yeah. you can lose. Like you can just drown out. Like zone out, I mean, whenever mm-hmm. you're listening to music. So podcasts were really good because it just got my mind thinking a lot because I'd be listening to these conversations and oftentimes I'd be like wanting to put in my own input. I mean, I think we've all, maybe not. Have you seen that meme of uh, like there's a poster of all these friends and they're like laughing and then there's like a kid next to it, like pretending to laugh with the people in the poster. I think I've seen that. It's like, this is what listening to a podcast is like. Yeah. Cause you just want to like, yeah. Whenever you listen to podcasts, you're like, oh, I could add to this conversation. Right. And yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't wait anymore. I just had to. You had to hop in. Yeah. I needed to get inside the poster. Exactly. So this one, this one's kind of, I'm at this, I'm, I'm testing your abilities here as a, as a brand new podcaster by asking what can mm-hmm. you, what can you bring to this podcast? Um, well. If you are allergic to peanut butter, watch out because I have no clue what I'm saying here. Um, I can bring I can bring the oh my god, this is terrible. Why'd you ask me this question? He can bring um, the energy, people. I can bring the heat, baby. I, I can I can bring a baby here. I'm gonna get a baby on this podcast. That's my goal. That would be an interesting interview. Pretty much I mean, what, like, what I expect out of Connor are different viewpoints, ideas, fun conversations. Yeah. It's That's gonna, good. Thanks for answering the question for me. You're welcome. I, I, I didn't wanna I felt like I threw you under the bus there. I, I had to pull you back out. It's all good. So it's all good. You've you've been around on this planet for some time. Some you've, time. Yeah. Like, you know, a little over two decades. And so what what mm-hmm. would be some of the just craziest, most exciting experiences you've ever experienced? Oh, okay. Okay. So I mean I met Matthew McConaughey. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, you that that is really crazy because Matthew McConaughey yeah. is super cool. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. So like, I'm one of those people who I like what I like, and I branch I branch out when I can, but I don't really fall into like social trends too often. Mm-hmm. So like, just general pop culture, I'm a I'm not the best. Yeah, like I'll try to hold my own, but I'm not like. I'm around the average dude. So like Matthew I'm a, I'm average. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm an average. Matthew McConaughey's Matt, above average. That yeah. This is true. But I I pretty much only knew him from Interstellar. I mean, 
everyone I think knows him for Interstellar's fantastic. It is a very good movie. Um, I don't, however, like Matthew McConaughey should, like that guy should not wear a beard. No. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry. Matt. I'm sorry, Matt. We know you listen to the podcast. Just had to throw that out there. Don't don't rock it's the beard constructive anymore. criticism. So yeah, I met I met the whole McConaughey family, like grandma. Now you should probably kids. explain how you did this. Right. So I used to work at Disney World. And just, you know, the Disney World. Yeah, so I was friends with this guy who met Matthew McConaughey. So I didn't meet him. I guess like it was through a friend of mine. I just got to like live through one of my friend's experiences. Which is still really cool. Matthew McConaughey, he almost saw me though. He like he like looked through He was looking for your eyes. My friends he looked through my friend's mouth and tried to see me. Okay. Before you all yep, are confused, I hope of, that makes sense. Before you all get Think really confused about, about looking through friends' mouths, they're in the costumes that you wear at Disney. What? Right? Weren't you in a costume? You can't say that. Oh, oh. Okay, that was gotta, it for today's episode. Uh, gotta be mindful of the children. Oh. So Santa Claus is real. Uh, always put a penny. Wait, put your tooth under your pillow. And anyway, before you cross the street, thank that, you. That, that is a, some good advice, actually. But yeah, you almost met Matthew McConaughey, and while working in Disney, you also experienced a pretty uh, horrifying event. With oh, the hurricane! Yeah, the hurricane. Yeah, I love how you just say like, "Oh, the hurricane." Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, well, it's nonstop wind for like which, three days. Which hurricane was it? I, I can't remember the name of this one. Do you, do you know it? Um, um, hurricane. I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember the names. Florida. You know, people go crazy. Irma. Her, uh, hurricane Irma. So Irma. you you were the, you were in Disney when that was happening. Yeah, they, Disney actually closed, and like and they've the, only done that like five times in their whole history and they had a I, I i did read some articles they were boarding up the like rides and they, uh-huh. they're obviously trying their best to to protect the park did you have to do any of that like board up walls and stuff like that no i didn't i just stayed in my well no no i just i moved my bed into like the hallway close to the bathroom mm-hmm. and i like slept on the floor well, that's fun yeah, it was good. I mean, one of my I think one of my roommates went home. How much then, Yeah. How like much you try to the uh, uh, How much damage did the park uh, take or receive? Dude, there was like, I don't know, some debris. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Uh, Disney it, is on their game. They like, are. Disney knows, man. They are prepared. Mhm. They extensively clean that park every night. It the park does look fantastic. Being there, I I am impressed with how well the park looks. They power wash every night. Okay. As a person who has power washed before, that sounds so miserable. Right? Every night they power wash. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. How long? uh, You said it was three days, though? Yeah, if memory serves correctly, then yes. So the park was closed then for three days? I think it was only closed for one or two. Okay. That I is, do know that, like, 
as a compensation, they they had a bunch of cast members go to like the hotels. And, yeah, like, they ran special events at the hotels. Yeah, I, I do remember so, like, they put on like shows in the hotels for the guests, which is really cool. yeah, like shows and like the characters would come out and meet all the guests and try to try to like give it, you know, so you weren't, so you were still making like those memories, mm-hmm. those Disney, the those Disney memories, tragedy, those those lifelong Disney memories. Mm-hmm. I actually have some, like I like some of my first memories are from going to Disney World whenever I was a little kid. Yeah, Disney Super vague. is is it, it's a wonderful place. I I mean, I can't really think of too many words to describe it other than just a wonderful place because that is what it is. Yeah, they really do their job well. Like they they they've gotten control of the market as far as like making a happy vacation because like their customer service is amazing. Mm-hmm. They um they they do very they, well. They yeah they they know the game. Their PR department is unreal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They they are able to lock down. Now, uh, considering sometime in the future, I do plan on having an episode just about Disney. Uh-huh. I don't want to dive in too deep. Yeah. 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 That's fine. So we'll move on to to the next final question right. for the for the time being. It's a really simple question, not not okay. as hard hitting as the "What can you bring to the podcast?" question. Uh huh. What is your favorite taco oh man my favorite taco i i guess this could be a very difficult question actually it's an easy question all right all right it's my cat my cat oh name my is taco. gosh i totally <laughs> forgot she's an all-black cat she has like stripes though they're very subtle black stripes so it's black on she's like, black black on black that's crazy. It's very, very beautiful. Um, but like, let's talk about the food. Oh, and I <laughs> named her after I named her after the the famous wizard Taco from TV and Adventure Zone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a you know, it's a good time. And so let's go to the food taco. Favorite um, food taco. I, I probably should have been more specific on that question. <laughs> So soft shell, soft shell for sure. All right, yeah, I like the I like soft shell as well. Give me some yellow rice, some beans. Like I guess it doesn't really matter what kind of beans. Any bean. I like black beans. All right. So black beans, um, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of guac. Like not that much guac though, and it I, needs to be evenly distributed. Yeah, I I can't do a lot of guac. I can do guac, and some but corn. not a lot. Yeah, corn too. Corn's good. That sounds pretty good. For yeah. me, it was just you know that Taco Bell three two dollar taco, whatever you know. Just, just uh, okay. Just get go to T Bell, get the 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 burri- the the taco with some lettuce and meat and cheese, and I'm set. Yeah, just go to town. Go to town, exactly. I can get. I, I think I could get like ten of them for ten bucks or something. They're cheap. They are good. They are exactly. As far as like fast food goes, Taco Bell is one of my top. Taco Bell is pretty great. <laughs> Taco Bell can get the job done. Yeah, for for a few hours until like you gotta go to the restroom. Yeah, evacuate the bowels, <laughs> and it can be bad. That's why I just fall asleep before them. 
<laughs> Sleeping negates the effect. If you sleep, you'll never have to poop again. Exactly. It's it's, it's some hidden knowledge. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now on to so so. I hope everybody now has a better understanding of who Connor is. He mm-hmm. will hopefully be joining us for every episode now and to the yeah, future. Yeah, that's the plan. And we'll talk more a little bit about the podcast itself and more of the future of that at the very end of the episode. But now we're we're moving over, switching to our main topic. It's really our only topic because we just had a really long introduction. That so, was a long introduction. It was, it was very long. So our main topic, our only topic of today is Hamilton. Ba, 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 da. The Broadway show. Ba, 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 da. Ba, ba. Those are the sound effects we don't have made yet, so he's he's making them. Meanwhile, <laughs> so seventeen seventy six. For anyone who doesn't know, Hamilton. I mean, I feel like everyone has to know. Hamilton is so huge. Know. Do you I think, think? Do you think everyone knows? Well, do you think Hamilton's the biggest Broadway musical at the moment? As far as like contemporary musicals go, yes. I th- yeah. So for those people who don't know, Hamilton was a broad or is a Broadway musical written by Lin Manuel Miranda. He wrote it. I can't remember when he started writing it, but it took him six years to write this play. It is an all oh. it is an all music play, so it's just singing. There's no actual yeah. speaking dialogue. So yeah, the you, term for that is an operetta. All right. See, this is why you're here. You're you're the you know all the, all the fancy words. So if if you were to go to Spotify or Apple or Google Music, whatever, and look up Hamilton the album, if you listen to that, that's pretty much the show. You're, you're not yeah, you're like, not really missing out, which is really cool. You can pretty much hear the whole show on audio and not have to go see it and spend yeah. however much tickets are. They've definitely gone down, but they used to be like a thousand dollars per, which is crazy. So, like I said, it took him six years to write it. The show initially debuted on January 20th, 2015. And Lin-Manuel, he used one source for the book, or for the play, and it was a book by Ron Chernow, just titled Alexander Hamilton. I actually own the book. It's like 800 pages, so there's a lot of material there to base a play off of. Wait, only one book? I think it was, yeah, he only used the one book. He may have like taken little bits from websites and stuff, but pretty much a lot of his source material is just from the single book. So, like right. the book, if you if you well, would buy the book now, it would say Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chir- Chirno, uh, the book that yeah, they, based they put that, the book that it. made the musical or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that that book definitely received some steam once. Once, yeah, once the show came out, people were like, well, I want to read this book now. Yeah, exactly. All those history Because b- after seeing the show, I was very interested in Alexander Hamilton. Well, yeah. He, like, it really his, gets you going. His life is, it was crazy. Yeah, and like, so like, Alexander Handel- Hamilton, he's someone like you learn about in like, eighth grade history class. And, you know, most people don't remember eighth grade history class. And, and he's not someone you even talk about for a long time in eighth grade history class. They're just like, yeah, right. yeah, Alexander Hamilton, he did this, this, and this. Okay, now on to the important people. Yeah, and he hated Thomas Jefferson and 
they thought that maybe they had assassins to kill each other at one point. Like that's what you learn about Hamilton. Oh yeah, Banks. Yeah. Banks, Banks, Banks. He, made, he did some bank stuff. He wrote the uh, Federalist Papers. Yeah, not all of them, but like most of them. Yeah, he wrote a lot of them. I think it was like 50 or 40 of them. It, it, he wrote a big majority of it's them. In, it's in the... It's it's, in it, the it is in the, in the show. The they, show. They sing it, yeah. I can't remember what exactly it was, though. 51, I think. Um, but yeah, he wrote a lot of the Federalist Papers. Out of my butt. I don't know. Um, so one thing that, you know, this could be a myth, but I heard that like the department, like the United States government was working on taking him off the $10 bill. But I heard then, that too. But then once the show got so much support, so much uh, publicity, they're like, all right, Hamilton, you're staying there. Like, I, I think I do remember hearing about the possibility of him getting removed, yeah. But that, yeah, I, if, if he was as popular as he is now, I definitely wouldn't take him off. Right. It would just be stupid. But yeah, it, like his life was insane. He mm-hmm. was an he, he was like an orphan pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was an orphan. And he sailed over to America and yep. became someone who's now on the ten dollar bill. That's yeah. Quite an accomplishment. And there was a lot of just bickering back and forth with him and a lot of people. Yeah, he liked to start fights. He he definitely enjoyed making some people angry and and his writing the way he wrote is is why he's so well known right i mean right (laughs) right uh he he was able to just do so much with his writing he pretty much created the whole banking system the whole federal bank with pretty much by himself single-handedly which Mm -hmm. is quite a accomplishment and he was also, and you figure this out on the play, he was a pretty good general as well. He, I don't he, think he was a general. I think he, uh, he... He knew how to... Like, Washington was the general. Yeah. He, he was like... He was... So, so what, I, what I have heard about it is like, you know, he was Washington's like secretary for mm-hmm. most of the war. And then like his wife got pregnant, so he went back. And then he came back to war to like finish the war. Mm-hmm. And... um. Whenever he got back, like he led this, tr- these troops, and he would just like pull all these stunts, and like just ridiculous and like dangerous, radical, just to like look like a war hero, just to like look like this badass. He was but, he was super intelligent though. <laughs> yeah, he was a smart dude. He was, he was definitely smart. Um, and one of the things they, it, it's it's kind of said throughout the whole show how he's writing as if it was his last day on earth Mm -hmm. and that's really Mm -hmm. it's a really cool thing for them to continually throw at you because eventually he ends up dying in a duel against aaron burr which aaron burr i I don't like aaron burr but (laughs) (laughs) he killed hamilton i don't like him but hamilton was writing until the day he died and yep. it, it was it, it was just a really cool cool thing. And I I don't think we can talk about Ham- Hamilton the Broadway musical without mentioning King George. Okay, yeah, we'll start so there. So I remember watching an interview with Lin Manuel Miranda who wrote the show, 
and he said he wanted to somehow implement King George into the show, but he couldn't take the setting and move it across seas. Mm-hmm. So he had to do it like a very subtle way. And the way he did it, I thought, was genius. Yeah. And you don't yeah. see him a lot, but the songs right. and, and on the soundtrack, it's Jonathan Groff who sings it, and he has a great voice. He does. And those three songs are some of the most memorable songs in the entire show, I personally yeah, think. Yeah, they're, they're monumental. It's you know, it's like the same song over and over again. Yeah. But like it it has and, and the way- so much um like written into it mm-hmm. that like gives you a really good picture of like one, like it shows like a sense of humor. Yeah. And yeah. like this kind you- of disdain that he has for like his colony mm-hmm. and like like the rebel scum. Um It just shows what the king's seeing. It's it's his perspective, yeah. but in a really Cool way. And, and the songs, you can tell those three songs, the makeup of them with the instruments and everything, they're very different from a lot of the other music. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they have a more powerful tone and beat to it because they're showing, oh, this is the king. He mm-hmm. He's the king. He has the power. He's authoritative. All, all that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that and, royal entourage behind him. And his- he did, Lin-Manuel did a great job at doing that. I, I right. Think. Yeah, he's definitely, like, he does a good job of inserting him into the plot without, like, taking away you. from it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because you can see him as, like, this antagonist, even though he's, like, on stage for, what, seven minutes? It'd, and, be, it'd be seven or eight minutes. For the entire yeah, two, yeah. two, it's, like, two and a half hours about. Right. And that's a show stealer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> whenever I saw it, the guy who was... Um, King George was really good. Yeah. And one thing I think that like live performance gives you the ability to kind of work with the crowd and you can like show off something that Mm -hmm. a a recording can't like the physicality of the actor. Yeah. And how, how he like takes up the stage, how he works with the stage um, how he works with the lighting, everything, like the choreo that he has to do, just the execution of his role is so much into more than just the singing. I remember... And, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I remember when I saw it, and th- that was the scene I was looking forward to the most, and just the way he walked onto the stage. Yeah. His walk was just mm-hmm. something you wouldn't... It, it wasn't something you saw. And it, it, it... Yeah, you were right. Just the way he showed himself to the crowd and his facial reactions and it it really made those scenes very memorable yeah and see i was sitting in the back row but i still got that Mm -hmm. and like just the comedy that he brought to the stage was really good it was really funny and for for a show that's not meant to be funny for a show that's Uh about the history and the story of Alexander Hamilton to have right. that, those bits of comedy in there. It's, uh-huh. I think it's key. And yeah. the way that King George deals with that is great. Right. And he works. It's really meta because he would like try to work with the orchestra, <laughs> like try to conduct the orchestra and like, they don't, 
they don't like follow or something like that and he gets really mad and like mm-hmm. like gestures to them to stop playing or something or like with the lights he would like stamp his foot on the ground like cha- like change the lights like mm-hmm. i want there to be a spotlight on me i'm quite um, certain when lynn wrote this so i'm pretty sure this is how it would have went down he would have written the rules for all the characters and said alexander hamilton does this while singing this song but i think when he got to king george he goes king george sings the song and then for action you just put do whatever you want because (laughs) i feel like it has to be different every time it's just Uh one of those roles when whenever the actor walks on stage whatever he thinks of doing that's what he's doing yeah and that just adds a lot of originality to it Mm -hmm. yeah i really admire actors who can um who can really give life to the role in the moment Mm -hmm. because it's not like a consistent thing whenever like you try to like put on the skin of another person of another character like you want to have reactions that feel authentic Mm -hmm. and the only way to do that is to go into it without necessarily knowing what's happened because like whenever you go and you walk around life you don't know what you're going to do what you're going to say yeah i don't know what i'm going to say to the cashier whenever i go buy groceries it just like happens Mm-hmm. And so it's nice. It's like, nice not to have yeah. something that's set. Yeah, that yeah. Can be what it, you can do whatever you want with it. A creative ability. It's always yeah. That's always a good Freedom. thing to have. And, yeah. and now talking about set, I, I said the word set. I feel like it's a good time to to move on to the set, the stage, mm-hmm. what it was, okay. and how brilliant I I personally thought it was. Um, I remember when I first walked into the auditorium to, to see the show, what I saw on stage was not what I thought I would have saw. Uh-huh. I also wasn't thinking it was going to be a set that was there the entire time. Mm-hmm. And at first, before the show started, so, I was kind of skeptical about it. But by the end of the show, I was I, I realized that was the only way to go about it because the way they did it was very well. Yeah, so let's like kind of give a... Description. A description of the stage, if you are unfamiliar. Um, it definitely has, like, a wood. Like, everything on stage is wooden, or at least yeah. looks like it's wooden. There is the stage itself, which has just, like, this, like, really nice polished wood. And then there's, like, behind the stage, there's, like, a, an upper level. There's, like, the backdrop. Yeah, and, and well, no, I don't looked, think there's a backdrop. It's just like, it's just pretty much like structure. Yeah, it's like a structure. Like there's a walkway behind. There's a lot of ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have this. They and have then, a staircase going up to a second level. Right. They have some staircases, like at least. And there's one like that's a movable staircase because yeah, like yeah, Thomas yeah. Jefferson comes down in the second act. And then also the floor did rotate. Yeah, there's a rotating stage. So, so the floor, it's it's like I think it was three le- le- levels of circles that mm-hmm. would rotate, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, I think go ahead it, because a rotating stage is something that was introduced. So it was introduced pretty early in. Um, like Broadway's history. Like that's something that used to be regular mm-hmm. in Broadway shows. Um, I don't know when like it started being used, but like, 
let's see, first Rudolf Ulving stage, this is on Wikipedia, was in Germany in 1896. Oh, um, wow. Okay, so that's, so, they've been around. Yeah, they've been around. And it's something that, like, has always, like, it's been a part of, like, you know, uh, like, the community theater from our hometown has a rotating stage. That was, like, one of the first things I got, but then it broke. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you don't see those too often, though, in a lot of the modern-day plays. Right. Like, contemporary plays don't use them very much because it kind of, like, it kind of got old. But the thing about Hamilton is they use it so effectively. They really do. And they're blocking, like, in tandem to the lighting. It's really good. Um, They'll have, like, like, I guess, like, a perfect example is during the song Hurricane. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's Hamilton, he's very getting very overwhelmed. And he's like referring to like whenever he was young, he had lived through a hurricane. Because he's from where's Hamilton from? Is he is he from Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico, I thought. He's from an island in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um So you're like Hamilton, you both lived through a hurricane. We did. But I don't think your your experience was as drastic as uh Hamilton's. Well, yeah, like... I mean, my, he, did, he did lose, like, his mother and stuff, so... Yeah, that's true. That's very true. He... So he's recounting, like, living in a hurricane, and he's then he's comparing it to, like, where he is in political life and how, like, he feels like he's in this eye of a hurricane and the only thing around him is just treachery. Like, the only way he can get out of this is he, if he really, like, bears down and, like... Um, makes a statement and it's right before he writes the uh the reynolds pamphlet oh yeah yeah yeah. which that's where he has like and he he confesses to uh, his his affair his affair yeah um which then leads into one of the most powerful songs i would say in the show which is burn yeah sung by his wife that's very like emotionally draining that's a very Um, good one Mm-hmm. It's like the song that will make you cry in that show. Uh, yeah. So, but back to the rotating stage, like so, like you know, in the eye of a hurricane, they would the lighting. Like I'm pretty sure it turned like this teal, this blue. So mm. like there's water all around. Okay. So at this point in the episode, the audio actually got muted for about thirty seconds. During that time, we proceed to talk about how during the song Hurricane, Hamilton is in the middle of the stage and there are these blue lights shining down on him, which gives the illusion of him being in this hurricane, living through the hurricane, which gave it a really cool effect. And then we proceed to talk about the rotating stage, which is where you're going to be left off at. And if audio does sound a little weird, I do apologize. I am recording this outside during the night with Bose Alto Bluetooth sunglasses, so that is why audio might sound a little weird. Anyway, I'm going to put you back into the episode, and I hope you enjoy the rest. So the rotating stage is used so effectively in that one. Also, during the duels... Mm-hmm. Um, they do the duels very well. Mm-hmm. And, like, having the rotating stage as a part of that is very good. Also, like, I like whenever there'd be, a, there'd be like, a character walking through the streets, and they're just walking in place. Mm-hmm. But, like, it gives the illusion that they're walking through a street because they're obviously on the rotating <laughs> stage. Yeah. Right. 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 
Yeah, they, um, they, they use it very well. And like I said, I haven't seen it used in any other place, so I don't know what to mm-hmm. compare it to. But for a first mm-hmm. time seeing a rotating stage used, I uh-huh. was very impressed. Yeah, I've seen it like in the past, in like before Hamilton, they would use it as like a quick scene change. So they would like build a set and then put walls in the middle of the set and then turn the stage whenever you went to a new location. Okay, I could see that, yeah. And it's like, that's like an old way of doing things because it just doesn't, like it's a, I guess it's, it, it gives you the freedom to have like a changing set so you're not locked in one place. But it's really, it, it's it, like, that's a lot of work mm-hmm. and it constrains your set so much because you can only use like a third of the stage for each set that you build yeah but for hamilton they just have a big open stage that you're you see everything yeah and they do a great job and and they only i I think the only thing that they move by hand there's the there's a table that they move and tables chairs and then the staircase that will Mm -hmm. that is used as uh, they use it to introduce Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He walks down the stairs. They use it. They 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 move it from two different locations, if I remember. Uh-huh. And it it doesn't add a lot the ability to move it, but it was. I don't think it was unnecessary. No, I think they did a really good job with it. I also, in like reference to the rotating stage it added an element to the choreography that was um it's something that you like haven't seen before mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah the choreography in general is incredible yes they that you when you watch the stage during like an ensemble song uh-huh. there's just so much going on you can't really that look i mean as it is with most broadway shows uh-huh. where you'd have to see it multiple times to actually understand and view everything this right. was a show where i think i would have to at least see it three or four times to really mm-hmm. understand and see everything that was actually going on right because it has like that chaotic co- coordination yeah yeah it, it's it's incredible how it works mm-hmm. I, I feel like pr- practicing for that mm-hmm. <laughs> must be miserable yeah and i and i think like like the fight scenes felt more warlike than say like west side story because mm-hmm. those are like two gangs and they like have these like choreographed little like snappy dances together but mm-hmm. like for hamilton it was more like bada bing bada boom guerrilla warfare they got the cannons and uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah so they got people dying now i think we i i think we definitely need to talk about a couple of the songs a couple of the big ones okay to the, the, fir- the first the first or it's the second one, My Shot. Okay, yeah. I think, that's... I think that's one of the songs people think of when they hear of Hamilton. Uh, it's definitely... That is the first song that I heard. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the biggest songs. It, it gives you a sense of the character of Alexander Hamilton, and it is a precedent for the rest of the show. Yeah, because the whole purpose of the song is to tell you Hamilton... He's after 
this this goal and he he doesn't uh-huh. plan on giving up on this goal he is not gonna as it says in the song he's not gonna throw away his shot he's gonna make sure mm-hmm. he succeeds and yeah and and even like the words that he's saying despite it being referring to something that happens centuries ago it's very still relatable today yeah and i i think lynn did a great job at making the lyrics relatable to now but also uh, capable of working to times back then as well mm-hmm. and he does a good job of like demonstrating like how cocky alexander Hamilton he was is. yeah Th- he did that so, well like, with a lot of the characters were very cocky yeah um, like him i guess hamilton that, burr jefferson uh, was pretty cocky oh um, big time which king george obviously that, yeah i think like part of that is just like making it a hip hop style yeah yeah i don't think it, george washington came across as cocky george washington seemed pretty no chill. he did not yeah he, he's in control and and also um, a level head mature he, he really was he was the only one there who actually was respectable i i, I think like truly respectable and uh, the Schuyler sisters. Yes, yes. And the, um, the, those three are incredible in, they are. in the show. They are. So I, I want to talk about like the young line, hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. That is something that is still relatable today, especially like yeah. with the youth of today. For and sure. And then like, another line that goes along with that is, I'm only 19, but my mind is older. That line is so clever. It's very clever, and I think it shows the mindset of a young of of kid. Americans today. I think it shows because, like, whenever you are 19 years old, you have this idea that, like, no, I'm I'm way older than that. Like, yeah, I totally get this. I've been around. Like, I've I've lived now. I mean, I'm 19. That's what I think. <laughs> exactly. Like, and whenever I was 19, I was like, hell yeah, I got this in control. But like now, even like just being a little bit older, I'm like, oh shit, I was a little kid. Yeah, it, it's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, some of the lyrics just worked so well, mm-hmm. and just storytelling like, of. Then the and way, now. It, yeah, and it and it shows like Lynn does a good job of showing his own wit in tandem to Hamilton's. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that's one of the reasons why the show did so well, not just because it talked about Alexander Hamilton and because the music was very good, but also because it was relatable. People were able mm-hmm. to hear my shot and think, oh, this guy has a goal and wants to shoot. Maybe I want to do that. Or like he said, I'm 19, but my mind's older. I can relate to that. And he mm-hmm. makes these lyrics and songs super relatable, and people are able to understand them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what drew a lot of attention to it. Mm-hmm. And also, I think another big thing, which at first might have been seen as, what is he doing, is just the diversity of the cast. Mm-hmm. Where he didn't care what race you were. He, he just, right. if you could sing, you were playing that role. Right, it and definitely, it worked. It does extremely well. Yeah, I actually think, like with Hamilton, they that you like you need to be a minority to be in that show, mm-hmm. because 
one, I heard like I've heard that it is a story of the past that is told by America today. Mm-hmm. And America is not white today. It has there's so many different cultures being represented in our country right now. And so much of Broadway is whitewashed that this is a this is a story that doesn't um isn't controlled by that. And it it's really awesome to just witness to see how, yeah, how huge it has really become. Cool. Um, because yeah you get a lot of exposure to different culture that way and just like hip-hop in general like that's not that's not necessarily um well yeah it's it's like not a white man's genre yeah yeah and then you have lin-manuel miranda write (laughs) write hip-hop music and it works and it's really cool yeah it is cool um i do really quickly before we talk about more more the songs just kind of mention who has seen the show because obviously we've talked about, oh, it's immensely popular if you should all know it, blah, blah, blah. So just some of the names that people have seen it. Tom Cruise, Harrison Ford, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Will Smith, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Tom Hanks, and Kristen Chenoweth, who's also very big in Broadway. And there's plenty of more people who's, who's seen it. Yeah. But it, it clearly drew a great crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I think I said this very early on. Tickets are, used to sell for thousands of dollars. I, I'm pretty sure really? Lin Manuel's last performance on Broadway, those tickets were close to four thousand dollars. Holy crap! Which is, and I could be wrong. It, it, I, so I knew they were at least over a thousand. I, I thought they were four thousand. Could be wrong, but even tickets that are a thousand dollars—that's insane. Mm-hmm. So it, it's. Clearly, it's done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it had a very strong opening. Yes, like the year sure. the year that the the Tonys that year were nicknamed the Hamiltonies. Yeah, yeah, just were. because they won so many. They they did insane. Yeah. Um, are there any other songs you'd want to specifically talk about? Yeah. Um, so I think like. As far as like the characterizations go, there there are very like influential songs for some of the storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I want to talk about the songs "Helpless" and "Satisfied." Yeah, those those are very powerful songs. Yeah, they're great songs, and they're a nice and... they're a nice little uh, diversion from a lot of the other music because they're these strong, powerful female voices. Mm-hmm. that really just fill the room when you hear him sing. Yes, yeah. And so I will be completely honest here. I, like, whenever I first listened to this soundtrack, I was like, satisfied, skip. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not listening to this song again. And then I saw it on stage, and that changed my world. Because they have this rewind and they you know they they do that in the in the lyrics mm-hmm. um it's it's incredible like when it's you, really good go ahead like they they do their choreography in reverse like they literally go back in time like she's like remembering something and like i've never seen anything like that it's, yeah i've never seen a flashback <laughs> that is that fluid it it's incredible um, and it, it gave me such this appreciation for like how 
like this is this is an aspect of storytelling that I'm not familiar with just because the execution was like it it was done in a way that I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. And and, like, and the whole second half of the song is just this huge build up. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you hear it and you're watching it on stage, I, I quite certain I would have gotten goosebumps. Yeah. I can't remember oh, if yeah. I did, but I'm I'm very certain I probably did. Um yeah. Uh that song I feel like is really powerful. And then like listening to it after seeing it on stage, you can picture um, it then. Which yeah, it gives you like a lot more appreciation of like what's going on. That's the whole and, thing like, whenever you see yeah. a show, like it, it, if you've been listening to a soundtrack and never seen the show, that's one thing. But if you go see the show and then a week later you listen to the soundtrack again, each song you're listening to, you're picturing what you saw. And so mm-hmm. now you have something to associate with each song, which gives it mm-hmm. so much more meaning. And Satisfaction yeah. just gave it a lot more meaning because the way, like you said, the way they executed it in the show was... Yeah, satisfied. In, in, I was satisfied. I can say that. Yeah, yeah I was satisfied. Definitely. And then you said you want to talk about oh, Helpless? Sorry. Yeah, Helpless, like, it was the same because they build off each other. They're a one-two punch. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both sung by the Skylers. Yes, and... It's like helpless sets the stage for satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, because you 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 listen you you watch them perform helpless, and after that song, you're like, "Wow, that was really good." And then mm-hmm. they come back on for another mm-hmm. song, and then you're just you already have that on. that level set of okay, this is gonna be good, and then you get satisfied good, and you're you're just like, "Okay, uh, all right, all right, I'm gonna chill and like." That that I think that's the point in the show that whenever you you like you really enter into the world of the show, mm-hmm. you like forget that you're watching a musical and you're just experiencing what's it going for on. What it is, yeah, it, yeah. It's like an immersive art experience, avant garde, baby. <laughs> yeah, they they do really good. I also a uh, couple not really specific songs, but any of the songs with battles in them. I thought uh-huh. we're we're done very well. The York Yorktown, I think Yorktown was a really great song. Uh-huh. Um just all the different uh just sections in the song that they have are yeah. really impressive. Mm-hmm. Any of the duels are really cool. The the counting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just the way they're built. I, I think they they were all done very well. Yeah, the construction's really nice and just like the the pace because like you know they are rapping through all this and like you kind of you you get that like adrenaline rush of like going through like a battle that intense mm-hmm. and speaking it, of it's it's a unique style of like how to experience mm-hmm. history in that way um so speaking of rap i feel like we have to talk about lafayette who yeah. has some of the most difficult raps some of yeah. the, some of the fastest raps all yeah, in french like... all in a french accent I think uh, Laf- Lafayette's very his his character is very interesting and and he the just the performance that I saw at least was very very good. Yeah, yeah. That I think so. As far as words per minute, he has the record. Um, probably in any because like Broadway show in Guns and Gun- Guns and Ships. He raps at it like a very incredibly fast speed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, you know, that's something that was written into this show that really, like, gives it credential for having, like, that hip, hip-hop yeah, um, yeah. theme. So there is one thing I have to say, though. That rap is incredible. But there is another another mouth mashup, another word wicked uh wacky um display of like emotion in that in that sense in a uh a musical that not as many people know about unless you're a big fan of the good old Sondheim. So, you know you know Sondheim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, feel like every listener does not though. Yeah, Sondheim, as far as Broadway is concerned, is a legend. But I think like outside of the Broadway community, you're like, who? Uh <laughs> so he he's written like a lot of like Sweeney Todd, um a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Uh but I was just in a Sondheim show. It's called Company. Very good show, by the way. Yes. Um and there is this one song and it's um the name of the song is I'm not getting married and the actress who sings that has to it's so fast the whole song it's, is at such a fast pace i i feel bad for whoever has to sing that part because it is it is definitely a, a difficult song to sing and if any of you yeah. List, if any of you look that up it's just called I'm not getting married from the Broadway show company Mm-hmm. It's 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 a quite a experience of a song. Yeah, it is. Like and I think my heart rate goes up when I listen to that song. Just yeah. because of how crazy and, it is. And like it it you know, it it's a good contact matter be, or a subject matter because it's it's just like is picturing the anxiety of getting married and like not wanting to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Um and like being tied down for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> It's not that like, bad, I, I promise. I um, have to mention that because it is like I <laughs> Lafayette's song is amazing. It's so good, but I have to like you need to talk about company, and that's in the same vein because yeah, you're right, you're right. It's something that's overlooked because it's not as popular as the show. Yeah. Um, so now uh, uh, we should move on to the finale. Wait. Can I, can oh, go I ahead. say one Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's another song that I wanted to discuss. Okay. And I think it's really um it's really constructive for the character Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, yeah. He he has he a is, he's a very he's complicated dude. He's a very you learn that throughout the show that he is extremely just torn. Right. Because this guy doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he, he really he doesn't. He wants to do all this stuff, but like he just doesn't have the he doesn't have the um he has the brains he, he's he just super doesn't know smart. how to go at it how to execute it and like the best way i feel like he calculates things too much that he's like on a, he's not a, he is afraid to take a risk mm-hmm. so the song room where it happened yeah that that is a that that is probably one of my favorite songs too it's just a very oh. It, just, it says so much about the character of it really does her, because uh, it's like that longing to so, so we should probably describe the setting of that of that uh okay. song mm-hmm. so hamilton jefferson and 
uh is it the vice president is it adams um madison madison Madison. so it's jefferson madison and hamilton are all in a room uh what are they're they're what are they what were they discussing um the subject is like it's where to put the capital and then there's something i forget what it was where to put the capital and then there was something i think no no no, it was how hamilton was going to get control of the banks Hamilton wanted yes. to make the banking system. So this room where it happened, which was Madison, Jefferson, Hamilton, they were speaking of where to put the capital, and there was argument between Philadelphia, obviously Washington, mm-hmm. a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. New York. New York. Oh, yeah, New York. That would have been crazy. Um, <laughs> but there was discussion about that, and then there was the discussion about the banking, who was going to get it, mm-hmm. who was going to create it, and Hamilton obviously wanted to create it. And they come yep. out of this room, and Hamilton has – Full control of the banking, the capital is put in where it is now, mm-hmm. and uh, Aaron Burr, uh, who was originally played by Leslie Olsen Jr., I think, who mm-hmm. does a fantastic job. He does. He's, he's, I, he, I, yeah, go on. He just wants to. He he feels left out. He he wanted to be mm-hmm. part of this discussion, and that's the whole purpose of the song. I want to know, or I want to be in the room where it happened. I want to be part of that conversation and have some type of authority and purpose. Mm-hmm. I want my name to be in the history books. Yeah, and it just shows how desperate he was. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, like, it gives... Um, and this develops further, like, especially in the latter half of the musical, but it, it gives purpose to, like, why Burr yeah. doesn't like Hamilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It explains their conflict and, like, the seed of their conflict in a really um, good way. Um yeah it the uh or did you know even then it doesn't matter where you put the capital because we'll have the banks we're in the same spot you got more what you gave and then and i wanted what i got the really the powerful line is when you got skin in the game you stay in the game but you don't get a win unless you play in the game oh you get love for it you get hate for it you get nothing if you wait for it wait for it and that like is a callback to his first song called um what is it wait for it yeah i think so wait for it <laughs> it's a it's a direct allusion to what happened earlier and uh it like it calls him out like the way you're going through this it doesn't work buddy yeah. and you better get on to you better get to where i'm playing you better get at my pace or like you're out of here and it's it's really ironic because it, it does get to the point where he does he tries to run for president yeah and he he does make that action and then it's hamilton who has the deciding vote of do i choose burr jefferson and he mm-hmm. when and and he hamilton didn't like jefferson or burr right um but he had he more hated a, jefferson he hated jefferson he, so much he really did and you you hear that uh through the uh the court battles that him and him and uh jefferson have but he ends up choosing Jefferson over Burr, and that's what really sets off Burr, which uh-huh. leads to the assass- or the murder of of Hamilton in the in the final. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about that kind of like the whole build up to the finale and how that was dealt with? Yeah, it. I thought it was it done extremely well. Yeah, because it just like shows the rising conflict between these two people. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so. Go ahead. It almost it, it becomes like a role reversal. They have a little uh, switcheroo there between the personalities of each of them because, like, 
Hamilton is known as like someone being hot-headed who likes to pick fights, who likes who really like isn't afraid to put his opinion out there. And then Burr comes around and he kind of takes that and like he gets really like he gets fired up and just kind of unleashes how he feels. Mm-hmm. And like he almost like he puts his um he puts a lot of like his fear he projects that into the character of Hamilton. And Hamilton just wants to move on. He wants to he's like god like we're doing this again. Like yeah. He's just he's just tired of it. And so he's just like no what fine we'll just do a duel. Let's <laughs> let's get this over with. Let's get it over with. But then he like and he, so the big uh, thing oh, is okay. He, yeah, we ha- I think we have to talk about their children really quick. Cuz I feel like that plays okay. a important role in the final Theodosia duel. And the, uh, uh Philip 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 and Theodosia. So yeah, Aaron Burr's, that song is beautiful. That it, it is a really great song. Yeah, it um, starts off the second act. It's so good. It's called Dear Theodosia. So I, <laughs> Wayne Brady was Aaron Burr for me. Mm-hmm. It, that guy, I don't get how he's so good at performing. His voice is like it's it's the milk of the world. Like yeah. he 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 drank directly from Mother Earth's teat. And then sang that song, um, like, oh gosh. So, in so Aaron Burr's son Theodosia and Alexander Hamilton's son Philip, they get in a duel, and Philip asks his father for advice for the duel. And wait, no, Burr's no Burr's. It's, it's just some rich guy. It's Philip and some rich guy. Is it? Oh, the guy. Yeah. The guy was okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's, it's not some random politician. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. My family. bad. Family. And his son, the the kid, was making fun of Alexander. So Philip's father. So Philip, yeah. So Philip's like, you can't say that about my dad. And so he challenges him to a duel, and yeah. he asks his dad for advice. And Alexander tells mm-hmm. him on what was it, number nine? On yeah, he's like the honorable thing to do is to shoot in the sky. So he's like on the on like the second to last number, whatever. Point to the sky yeah. and shoot. Point to the sky and shoot, and that'll show that you're an honorable man. Yeah, and he does that, but he's and the be over yeah yeah and he gets so shot anyway. he gets shot by this this jerk rich rich kid yeah um and so that's how Phil dies. and it's yeah. a really sad song that follows that um i can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it but it, it is really sad and so that leads up to aaron burr's and hamilton's final duel where obviously the countdown starts and it, it's crazy because they do this whole thing with all the duels where they count like Ten, like they count one, two, three, four. They count three, all the way four, up. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. So ten cool commandments. Yeah, just like that. And so they're counting up to ten. And while they're counting up during the song, you hear Aaron Burr kind of narrating over, saying, "Oh, Hamilton brought his glasses, which means he's aiming to kill me, and all this yep. stuff. He brought his doc, all this different stuff." And you hear him just kind of talking over what's going on. And, and like he's he's really like calm and collected. Yeah, and ha- Hamilton's just yeah. he's he is cleaning the hell out of his gun. Like he's giving so much attention into his gun that like he's gonna shoot. He to has kill. to be he yeah he has to be shooting to kill. So they uh-huh. do the they do the whole counter, and it's really cool because they do stretch out the duel to pretty much cover an entire song, and it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. But they do the whole counting up, and Hamilton points his guns the points his gun in the air and shoots, and then Burr mm-hmm. shoots to kill. Mm-hmm. And then what falls yeah. is and uh, go ahead. Like when Hamilton shooting to the sky, that's the that's the iconic imagery that you have on the cover of the yeah. like, playbill. 
when you when you ever see like the pamphlet or any images the, of Hamilton, the gold gold uh, black iron with the black star and hamilton is the point of the star shooting in the sky like that's the that's, that's the scene that's that's what action cool. yeah yep and so not only does that make hamilton an immediately honorable person but it makes burr the guy who killed this yep honorable person and then it goes on for with burr just kind of talking about i'm the guy who killed alexander hamilton yep all of this and then it moves on to hamilton's wife who goes on to make an or like the first orphanage in new york city and mm-hmm. they she builds hamilton's name and kind of keeps right. his legacy going on and they yep. do a really great job at just kind of closing it off with his wife yeah um, which is eliza right yeah eliza schuyler Elijah or Angelica? I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the two. It's a Skylar sister. It's not Peggy. It's not Peggy. Um, but it just the the way they conclude the play, very it, it was very well done because mm-hmm. they give enough information to where you're satisfied and you don't feel like you are missing out on anything. Right. You know what happened with Hamilton. You know what happened with his legacy because they tell it through his wife and. And then at the end, you just kind of get the the whole sensation. Eliza's joining her husband, so uh-huh. it gives that kind of fulfilling ending. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it, it's a good wrap up, and, and so completes the story. It, it it's, I mean, I, you definitely agree. I, I'm assuming you agree with me. It's definitely one of the best plays out now. Yeah, and, and like you know, Hamilton is a show that got a lot of hype, but it definitely deserves that hype. Yeah. For sure. Like, there's so many, like, things, like, really big things that, like, you just want to hate. Like, let it go from Frozen. Like, you just want to hate that song so much. Um, but when you think about Happy, it, it is a great song. Happy by Pharrell. Like, you hate that song. But, like, Hamilton, like, you're like, you want to hate it so bad, but you're like, oh, God. You can't, because it's great. And so this this leads me to Once ask, you see it live, once you see it live, it, it's, it's solid. It, it, it really just confirms yeah there's a reason why this is why you like this so much and why this is selling out like. yeah yeah and so that leads me to ask uh, what what do you think this show will do for the future of broadway um do you have I any thoughts it, on that yeah um you know it definitely it introduced a new style yeah to broadway which is like the hip-hop style and you know that's something you haven't seen before in broadway musicals so i think what it does is like it exposes Broadway to more ideas, more creative freedom, and it makes the audience more um, willing to accept something that has a like a deviation from the norm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it definitely, uh, I think, will introduce a lot more... I, I don't know how the word is, just riskier plays. Yeah. Since Hamilton was looked at as a it was a risk. I remember yeah. I, I watched a another like I've watched a lot of interviews with Lin Manuel, and there was uh-huh. one where he was talking about his first his per, first performance ever of singing one of his songs. It was Alexander Hamilton, the, the very first song. Yeah, and the, uh, he sang at it the at the White House with the Obamas or and everything. Barack Obama, yeah, yeah. And he, he when he originally said I I got a song. It's for a play I'm writing about Alexander Hamilton who. And he, and he said something, I can't remember what, but people were laughing at him, kind of. And he, yeah. and he goes, but it's true. 
what I'm uh-huh. saying. It's true. And then he he did the song and mm-hmm. now now look at it. So mm-hmm. and then what like six years later, it's like oh my goodness, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's really it, it you can it's really incredible to just watch how that whole show built because I think it was in. It was before the show came out, they went back to the White House, and he had some of the cast with him now with more developed songs, and they performed, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. I know he, him and George Washington, that the one last time, they sang that one at yep. the White House. Yeah, yeah, I do know that. So, Which is really strong in delivering the uh, the intent and the, and the um, like... Purpose of int- the play. Yeah, the, the purpose of George Washington's administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what he aimed to do, like setting the precedent for the future of the whole nation. the role of the president. Yeah. yeah. So Hamilton, yeah, it's it's great. If you guys haven't seen it, or well, I'm not going to say seen it because tickets can be pricey. If you can't afford one, go see it. But if you haven't listened to it, you you should go listen to it. <laughs> it's it's there, worth a listen. I have I have one criticism. All right, let's hear it. I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate that I feel this way is what I mean. Because I love Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. But, like, his voice is something you need warming up to. Yes. When I first when I first heard the soundtrack, I was very uh, set off by, by his voice. Yeah. Like, my brother, the, his first exposure to Hamilton was seen it the live performance we we had gone to chicago and we saw it together and my um his reaction was like very positive and then he went back and he he like listened to the original recording and he's like this little man well miranda guy like what's up with his voice yeah he has a very oh much but the thing is i love Manuel miranda i hate saying this but like it's something that you have to talk about yeah yeah I've listened to the soundtrack enough, though, where I do like listening to his voice. Me too. It's it's it it is something that you warm up to, and like you just have that. Yeah. So respect. so I'm not going to recommend going and listening to Hamilton once. I'm going to recommend going to listen to Hamilton like ten times. <laughs> yeah, and it's what it's like. <laughs> By the tenth time, you're going to be like, "This is perfection." Trust yeah, me. Because like, well, you you gotta get a feel for the songs because it's you know it's hip-hop it's hard to mm-hmm. hear exactly what's saying and then so once, once you, you get, like understand the whole story you're just like you're, you're just wow it's captivating once you put it all together yeah mm-hmm. and it's fun to sing along with it definitely is yeah mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. right all right do you think you think we got uh, do you think we uh put our ideas and thoughts of hamilton out there well enough yeah i'm pretty i'm I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. <laughs> I am satisfied. Little, uh, little Hamilton humor there for you. So um, before we close things off, uh, again, I'm going to apologize if there were any audio issues. We will try to fix them if there were any. And then there are a couple things we do. Uh, we both want to talk about f- for the future of this podcast. First thing, we are working on a little jingle. A little intro outro mm-hmm. jingle for you all to mm-hmm. have your ears pleased by. Also, yep. we are working on a segment. We want to find a segment that we can have in each episode. That's something that yep. is consistent. Yeah, to give like that familiarity. Mm-hmm. Like a 
form a structure to the podcast. Yep. We're working on that. And like then, a lot of a lot of podcasts that we listen to have that, and it's just something that it it seems like a common trope that is really anyway, it's enjoyable in the podcast scene. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we both agree that having a segment definitely does make a podcast more. It gives you more of a reason to listen to it. Great. And so we're also going to work on having more guests. I think we're going to have some next week. Mm -hmm. So you can look forward to that. And then lastly, I think... No promises. No promises. Yeah, no, no, no promises. (laughs) But we will try. Yep. And then I think this is the last thing. We just created an Instagram account. We did. And it is Opinion Central with three underscores in between Opinion and Central. So Opinion, mm-hmm. underscore, 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 Central. At Opinion, underscore, underscore, Central. Yeah, yeah there you go. There. Underscore, underscore, Check underscore. Three of them. <laughs> and yeah, so what, what, that, uh, what that Instagram page could feature, th- we plan on having possibly custom art and then build ups to the episodes, maybe some behind the scenes. <laughs> Some some descriptions. Yeah, yeah, general announcements. Yep. So a lot of information you can get through the Instagram account. And again, that's opinion, underscore, 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 central. Opinion, Mm -hmm. underscore, underscore, central, and opinion, underscore, central were both taken, so I do apologize. (laughs) (laughs) But also at the Instagram, there's also a link to the website. Which Um, is being worked on. And there's there's a lot of possible upcoming things that I don't think we can talk about now, but... Some exciting mm-hmm. things definitely could be coming even more so. Yeah, down the line. Yeah. And like if you ever like like want to contact us, you can do it through the Instagram. You can also like add on the website there's a there's a feedback page. Yeah, there's a feedback. So you can either DM the Instagram account. You could go on the Facebook account, which is also Opinion Central, and message us there. Uh-huh. Or like you said, on the website there's a section for feedback. You can give us some there and we'll mm-hmm. We'll try to address tell it. We, tell us how much we we didn't do Hamilton justice. Tell yeah. us everything we said wrong. Yeah, just criticize <laughs> us as much as you can. It's all about opinions here. Exactly. That is the name of the game. Yep, open those onions. <laughs> anyway, hope you all enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed the new co-host. I've enjoyed him. Aw. Yeah. Aw. <laughs> He's Thanks. not he's not going anywhere, so you're all stuck with him. Which is a good thing, by the way. Um, yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> so if you did enjoy it, give it a share. Like the podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Adios. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Kawa. Bunga. Bunga. <laughs>